0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Boys podcast special NFL edition. With us today, obviously, who else would we have on an NFL edition other than, of course, the NFL man himself, Ira Kaufman, and someone who, like me, suffered through numerous years of bad bucks coverage, Joe Henderson. And guys, I know this is like Christmas, Easter, Hanukkah, and... (laughs) Pesach all rolled into one. It's the start of the National Football League season 2016. Excuse me. So let's get started, Ira. Tell you what, let's start on in the AFC first, because I know we have a lot of Buccaneer fans that will be listening. And so we'll save that for last. We don't want to get to the good stuff early. Let's start in the AFC, and let's start with the AFC East. What's gonna happen there?
1: Guys, the safest bet in pro football, and maybe in sports, is picking the New England Patriots to win the AFC. It's like it's a God-given right. I know Brady's not gonna play for four games. Take it easy, New England fans. The sky isn't falling. You're gonna be three and one, maybe two and two when uh, Brady comes back with a vengeance. And I think his first game back, Joe, is against the Cleveland Browns. So uh, Yeah, that's a tough that'll one. Be a smooth, yeah, that'll <laughs> be a smooth transition. That's a uh, tough one. Jim, they, they got what I suggest might be the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. They have the greatest coach of the modern era, without question. Uh, and as long as those two guys are still standing in Foxborough, um I don't see anybody beating them. Now, having said that, uh, the Dolphins, you know, they got a new coach. Maybe he can uh, turn a, a perennial 8-8 eight eight team around. The Jets have a very good defense, uh, but nobody believes in Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the Bills have had a terrible off season, uh for Rex Ryan. They're almost beaten before they start. Uh, Jim, all signs point to uh, – not only New England winning that division, but once again, having a playoff bye, and the playoffs have to go through Foxborough. Uh, it never seems to change, guys. It just never seems to change.
0: That's true. Joe, um, well, I kind of agree with Ira. I don't think there's much that, of a race in the, in the, in the East at yeah, this point.
2: Uh, yeah, that's that's really going out on a limb, Ira. Um, i got to commend you for, for, for a bold gosh. pick there. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> what i would prefer to do is set new england off to the side okay and
0: um there's a lot of teams that would prefer you set new england Yeah, off to- i
2: understand um, but uh in that division who do we see coming uh, bubbling up as the challenger and i would submit to you uh, that we're going to get a real good idea starting sunday when we see how the new york jets do against the uh, very good Cincinnati Bengals team. It's in New York. Uh, the Bengals um, are, are kind of beaten up a little bit right now with Tyler Eifert is out. Maybe for, for up to six weeks, uh, they've got new receivers, um, except for AJ Green, the, they've, they've almost had to rebuild the receiving core. And uh, the Jets uh, are really, to me, an intriguing team. Now you say you don't believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick fine but he got them to the brink of the playoffs last year and um if they follow the projection they should emerge as a legitimate challenger uh, to the patriots in my opinion
1: you know uh jim only henderson could uh, could get the bengal reference in uh, in a discussion <laughs> on the ASDE. east only you got
2: to like that you
0: got to like that yeah. Yeah, we'll <laughs> It's, it's kind of like six degrees of set of a, you know of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Everything with Joe. Yeah. He can six take degrees six, of Andy Dalton. And but, uh, up the, and there you go. It, <clears> it, throat> all, throat>
1: so it all
2: winds back to Lebanon, Ohio somehow. Somehow, it always yeah. Yeah. But could am I wrong? Or, am I wrong? Do the, do the Jets no, not, not wrong. show their chops there if they if they win Sunday's game? And on the other hand, if they don't, eh, uh, maybe they are not as good as we think they can be, or I think they can be.
1: All I remember, Jim, towards the end of last year, when, as Joe was right, the Jets were in position to make some noise, uh, and, and Fitzpatrick uh, went out and had a horrible game, terrible game. Um, and that gave Jets management pause um, uh, about Fitzpatrick being viewed as, as the guy. Um, now, he is back. They have a stout defense, gentlemen. It is good uh, with Darrell Revis, who should still be in a Buck uniform, if anybody had any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh So, you know, I think they could squeeze in as a wild card. But, Jim, that's a tall order to ask them uh, to make up all those games on, uh, on the Patriots. Gronkowski's around. Brady's going to be around. Most of all, the mad scientist that everybody hates the hoodie. Uh, he's just so much better than everybody else, guys. I'm sorry. He, he's just that good.
0: Well, you know, there, I don't think there's anybody going to question you on, on, uh, on Belichick's abilities. And I think the, the true measure of Belichick's abilities is how many fans hate him. So um the more fans <laughs> hate your coach or your player, the better off those coaches are those players are. And of course you're listening to the sunshine boys podcast on, sportstalkflorida.com and blogtalkradio.com. Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson, and uh, myself, Jim Williams, your host. Let's move from the east. Let's go north to what I would think is may very well be the most competitive year in and year out division in all of the National Football League. And Mr. Henderson, since it is your Cincinnati Bengals there, um, let's start talking about that because right now, Everything I read—I don't know what you guys read—but everything I've read is a flip flop between: Do they? Is it going to be a Steelers year? Is it going to be a Bengals year? What do you say, well, you, Joseph?
2: A lot of people are saying it's going to be a Steelers year, and I get it. Uh, Antonio Brown—he uh, may be arguably the best receiver in football. Ben Roethlisberger—does that guy ever get old? I'm just saying. Um, uh, but but there, there were some questions there. Um, Le'Veon Bell, uh, suspended for the first four games, uh, tends to get hurt a lot and they kind of need him to be real good. And there are some questions about their defense, um, that they've, they've had a lot of change on that unit, which brings up the other guys in this scenario, which are the Cincinnati Bengals who are. Uh, Ira, correct me if I'm wrong. They are the most maddening team in the National Football League. Agreed. One of these, Can we agree one
1: on of years, uh, one of these years? One uh, of these uh, years, Marvin's going to win a game. Joe. Uh, uh, these these
2: guys, these guys are Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. Okay, I'm just saying. They go along last year. They're cruising. They're they're in great shape. Andy Dalton breaks his thumb trying to make a tackle. How Bengal is that? Okay. Then they go. They get the backup. Uh, McCarron comes on. Rookie does magnificently well. Uh, almost wins a game uh, at Denver. Uh, has them in position with a late drive to beat the Steelers in the playoff. And what happens? Jeremy Hill fumbles. <laughs> Bontez Perfect does a perfect. Pac-Man Jones. I know he did not like to be called Pac-Man. Adam Jones makes it worse, and the Steelers win the game on a chip shot field goal. And I don't know how you get over that. Uh, the Bengals, all, they're all saying the right thing. Oh, we're, you know, we've moved past that. We're looking forward. Uh, no. They had their receiving core picked fairly clean. They lost Mohamed Sanu to, to the Falcons and Marvin Jones, uh, replacing Megatron up in Detroit. So now you got a couple of guys out there that are unproven. Uh, the best bet I would keep an eye on fantasy people. You uh, know all about this guy, Tyler Boyd may emerge as, as the viable number two target there behind uh, AJ uh, green, but it's all going to come down to, uh, they have a very tough schedule, especially early and they're without perfect for the first three games. So their defense is going to be challenged. Uh, this could This could get away from them in a hurry. I I really believe that. Uh, National Football League, with the exception of the Patriots, goes in cycles up and down, up and down. Bengals might be ready to take that down ride uh, down the roller coaster. Ira? Uh,
1: Gentlemen, there's a team that has not been mentioned. Uh, I've actually mentioned the Cleveland Browns already, but there's a team that hasn't been mentioned. Um, a team very near and dear to the heart of Mr. James Williams. And I am suggesting that while I think the Bengals are the most talented team in the in the division, and I think Joe's right, the Steelers have serious defensive issues. Um, and I just think it's very ironic that the Steelers have lost their identity, guys, in a sense. You always think of defense with the Steelers. they got Thanks. a defensive head coach in Tomlin. And now they've got about as good an offense as anybody, if, if Bell's healthy, um, and the defense is a little suspect. But I am suggesting that your Baltimore Ravens will make a strong comeback this year. Won't be good enough to win the division, but I think they can win nine or ten games, and I'll tell you why. Good organizations, gentlemen, are not down for long. They're not. Tim, uh, I think you'd agree. Everything that could have went wrong for the Ravens, especially early, happened. It was awful. Yep. Never gave themselves, never gave themselves a chance to get out of that hole. Harbaugh is a very good coach. Newsome knows how to draft. In ways, in some ways, it's a model franchise. They got a good owner, and Flacco's still around in his prime. Um, I think they're gonna be a lot better, uh, but I think the Bengals are the class of the division. They've got a lot of talent, Joe. I know they lost a couple of receivers Cincinnati, but boy, they draft well and they are the best team in that division.
2: I would you know, I I, yeah. I would I would agree with what I just want to make a quick point here, Jim, and then we wanna hear from you is I agree with uh, what my colleague Ira said at the at the start of this particular segment. This is, to me, the best division in football. And uh, a quick nod to the Cleveland Browns. They have a massive rebuilding job ahead of them, and nobody's pretending otherwise. But I think they finally got their man in Hugh Jackson. He did a good job uh, in a brief stint with the Oakland Raiders as head coach, We know what he did with the Bengals as as offensive coordinator. He made Andy Dalton uh, a legitimate MVP candidate until Dalton got hurt. And now he's up there trying to work his uh, magic with uh, RG3 and uh, a team that is in transition. They'll take their lumps this year, but keep an eye on those guys. I think they are finally starting to get it together.
0: Well, I think anybody who's ever met Hugh Jackson likes him, and I think we're all happy that. It had landed uh in Cleveland. And if there's anybody that can turn that franchise around if given the right tools, I think Hugh's the guy and I'm I'm like you guys, I'm I'm happy to see him get there. Um I I, I just think I don't know. I, I think if they can keep if they can get through the first few games without Levy and Bell, I think Pittsburgh uh I, I think Pittsburgh's gonna win this division. I, I do. I think if they can stay healthy. And if Levian Bell comes back healthy, I think that it's going to be, look, it's going to be a mess with those three teams, the Bengals, the Steelers and the Ravens. They, they just beat up on each other. And, uh, and I don't think that that's going to change. I think this year it's going to be a survival of the fittest because those you know, when you play in that division, you end up having to play all those teams and as Joe, you just say Cleveland's improving. So, I mean, that, that's, that's brutal. And it makes it uh, makes it tough to uh, to really pick a winner because all three of those teams are going to be beaten on each other every you know every time they see each other. So it'll be interesting. Do you, do you, see, the,
1: do you see the do you see the
0: Ravens making a rebound? Up, uh, Oh, I do, I do, I Your point is very well taken. The thing that I, that I think about the Ravens is I don't I'm concerned with their depth. Uh, I I just they haven't they don't really have a number one wide receiver that's, you know, shown himself yet. And so the targets for Flacco are somewhat limited. And, and I think we'll see, but I think the problem with the Ravens, not that they couldn't, you know, I think you're right. I, I think the nine game um, number is a good number. I think that's, you're probably spot on right there. I I do think that their problem in, in taking it to the next level and competing on par with both the Bengals and the Steelers is just their lack of of solid depth at this point, which used to be the Ravens' strong suit, and that's okay because what Joe just said um, and you said about the importance of good organizations is you can restock, but you don't you can't always restock as quickly as you may want to. But they'll be competitive. I, I agree, Ira. I think that nine uh, win number that you put on there is, is spot on. I think that's definitely going to be a, uh, a nine, a nine win team, but they're good enough to scare the living bejesus out of, um, you know, the Steelers and the Bengals uh, when they come to play at the Russell street Coliseum uh, in Baltimore, better known as M bank stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, here, guys on the sunshine boys podcast with Ira Kaufman, the only one of the three of us who has a hall of fame vote. Uh, and Joe Henderson and myself, Jim Williams, who has been to the Hall of Fame without a vote, but uh, we've enjoyed our time. There. Let's go south, young men, to um, the AFC South. And Ira, a couple of weeks ago, you said that don't be surprised if the Jacksonville Jaguars had a chance to make some noise in this division. So I will defer, sir, to you to make your case on that one.
1: James, that statement was made several days before I watched the Jaguars commit 11 first-half penalties against your Buccaneers. Uh, And while the three of us don't ever want to read too much into the preseason, Joe, I'm I'm suggesting, Joe, that I don't know that they're quite there in terms of maturity. I I don't know that. Um, Bortles has a very bright future and he's got two very good young receivers uh Gus Bradley this is a make or break year for him uh they are everybody's darlings guys we know that mm-hmm. the jaguars um right. I don't think I don't think they're going to quite be there so I'm uh, I'm going back a little bit on, on myself there uh, That's okay. Now, Jim, we just we just talked about what arguably is the toughest division of football. Right. Uh, I might suggest uh you know now we're talking about the AFC South um I don't I don't see an elite team in the division. Um what scares me greatly if I'm a Texans fan uh is the health of JJ Watt. Um mm-hmm. he has declared himself healthy. Guys, this and and I think you both would agree with me. This is probably the best defensive player we've seen since Lawrence Taylor. Um he's that right. good. And the Texans have a nice defense, even though Clowney uh, has the look of a bust so far. Mm-hmm. That's how good one is. Um, back issues, Joe, back surgery. I don't know if you can count on them. Now, they won a division last year. I think they're going to take a step back. I'm not sold on Osweiler under center. Uh, and there you got the, Indi- the Indianapolis Colts with the great Andrew Luck. Who has a lot to prove. Joe, this fall, the team around him, I don't think is very talented. But luck is luck when he's healthy. So I'm going to pick the Colts to win the division, a weak division. And I think Tennessee will be much improved because people don't realize that Mariota had himself a very nice rookie year when he was healthy. He just didn't have a lot around him. The Titans are going to be a force in a year or two.
2: Well, it's going to be interesting with the. Uh, I'll, I'll work backward from there with the Titans. Uh, this is it: the Demarco Murray of the Eagles or the Demarco Murray of the Cowboys that shows up there. Question. If it's the uh, Demarco Murray of the Cowboys, then uh, you know we got some. If it's uh, if it's the one. Uh, that played last year. Uh, then keep your eye on Derrick Henry, the the rookie that they drafted. But I I don't like really any of the teams in this league. Uh, I don't like the um, the Colts. I don't like the um, the Texans. Uh, the Texans all in on Brock Osweiler. Um, you know <laughs> that uh, it's a bold move. I'll just say that. Uh, uh Ira, you correctly mentioned about J.J. Watt, and uh, there's uh, a guy that nobody talks about anymore, uh, Jadavion Clowney, uh, number one pick in the draft a couple of years ago, uh, who's never really done much, certainly hadn't justified that pick. So, um, you know, pull a, pull a name out of the hat there, and you've got just as much a chance to be right as, you know, expert analysis.
0: I don't know from my standpoint the only thing the only way i team i'm gonna go for in this division, and it's purely because quarterback play is so important in the n f l is i think i'll get you know i'd have to go with indianapolis because of luck and uh and Ira's point about uh j, j. watt uh, and his impact on on defenses is, is is absolutely true, but you know when you get into back issues and your alignment, that scares me and um I don't know if it impacts somebody as talented as a J.J. Watt, but I um, it does cause you pause. That's that's for darn sure. How about out west? Let me ask you guys a question: Has there ever been a team like the Denver Broncos who go out, they win a Super Bowl, they come back the following year, and there's nobody in that quarterback spot?
1: Unbelievable. I don't think it's ever- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened, um, but I'll I'll yield to Henderson after saying this. Um, I don't think John Elway's crazy for not giving Osweiler that money, Joe, because I you made the point uh, he doesn't have enough of a track record uh, to commit to Brock Osweiler. Now, you know, we'll see about Paxton Lynch and 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 the Simeon, but. You know, Joe, I, I was not going to give Osweiler that kind of money.
2: No, and and I don't I don't blame Elway for that at all. Uh, Osweiler, you know, had a few good snaps, as far as I'm concerned. Um, <laughs> you know, he, you know, showed a little a little flash, but my goodness, the the deal he got in with the Texans is just baffling, and I'm sure Elway was sitting there going, what? For for that kind of money, maybe Elway comes out of retirement and plays. I don't know. But um, the team in that division, Ira, and you're going to like this, that nobody talks about and that everybody should be afraid of, is your beloved Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I like that team. I like that coach. I like a lot about them. And if – You know what? They can score some points. They got a real, um, steady quarterback. Uh, they could be a team that really kind of, you look there in January and you're going, Oh my gosh, they're playing for the AFC championship. I really believe they could. You know, Uh,
0: they're a
1: little little conservative, Jim. They're a little conservative, mm -hmm. reads a, a bit of a conservative coach. Uh, game manager um sometimes that hurts them jim, but um uh, I don't think joe's off base the, the chiefs are dangerous
0: I agree you know what i'm I'm anxious to see IRA is something that we haven't seen in a long time, and I think that um and that is that the Oakland Raiders, I think are going to be as competitive a team as they've had in years, and I think that that's going to be great for uh, the chiefs and the uh, you know and the and the broncos and, both and who, who, who used to who used to all three of them have horrendous rivalries with uh with each other and i think that it's only good for the afc and specifically for the afc west when the chiefs the broncos and the raiders are all good because man the fan bases and you guys have been out there and i've been out there and i can honestly tell you it's crazy when those three, you know, the rivalry between Kansas City and Denver and and Kansas City and Oakland and Oakland and, and Denver. I mean, it's just a, it's it's fun and it's old school and it's, you know, it's great. So I, I couldn't be happier to see Oakland be good again and relevant. And uh, I think it's gonna be a fun situation, maybe a jump ball for all, you know, for the for the West out there, because they're everybody's got little problems. Everybody's got their little strengths, but uh, that's going to be an entertaining division, I think, from beginning to end.
1: That's uh, that's a tremendous point, Jimmy. Tremendous. Um, look, uh, I go back to the AFL, as I believe uh, we all do, yep. and um, it didn't get any better, Joe, than than uh, Raiders, Chiefs, Al Davis, uh, you know, Lamar Hunt. Uh, Dawson, Ben Davidson, you know, Barry and Dawson, and then Otis Taylor comes in, starts a fight. Uh, they used to talk about Raider week, you know, three weeks before the Raiders came to town. Uh, and, of course, the Raiders and the Broncos have their own history. Uh, that That's an outstanding point, Jim. It really could be a fun year. In the, and, of course, Joe, we, we don't even mention the Chargers, the pitiful Chargers.
2: Yeah, the Chargers. Uh... I'll give them a slight nod if uh, I think they've got Philip Rivers is a very good quarterback. And I think uh, if Melvin Gordon, who has looked very good in the preseason, can uh, deliver like a number one draft pick uh, is supposed to do, and he didn't do last year, uh, he's he's not bad. But uh, let me back up for just one quick second uh, to the Raiders. Derek Carr is one of the better quarterbacks out there that people don't talk about. I mean, he's really good. And I love Amari Cooper. Uh he is is an outstanding receiver for them. And then you've got Khalil Mack who is as good as anybody at his position. This this is a team that uh they haven't had a winning record since the, they lost to the Bucks in the Super Bowl and when was that? In the Paleolithic era, Ira? I think it was. Um, it was in 2002. And uh, they need to take that step forward this year and at least contend for a wild card spot, if not actually uh, get into the playoffs.
0: Well, we'll paraphrase the great Al Davis and say, just compete, baby, just compete.
2: <laughs> and with that,
0: we put a bow for the moment on the AFC, and when we come back after this short break to pay some bills, we will talk about the National Football Conference, and uh, those of you Buccaneers fans, we're going to save the best for last in that regard. You are listening to the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host with Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to the Sunshine Boys podcast. I'm Jim Williams, Sports Talk Florida's sports director. With me, Hall of Fame voter and longtime NFL expert, analyst, and rock and tour, Ira Kaufman. And the, let's just say, brilliant sports writer. Why not? I know he's blushing, but what the hell? Joe Henderson. Guys, (laughs) we're moving to the National Football League. National Football Conference, excuse me. In the National Football League, and we started off with the East. And um, why not start off in the East in the uh, in the NFC? And uh, I'll tell you, there's some pretty slim pickings in the East this year in the um, in the NFC. Uh, I have seen a lot of the Redskins, and uh, they're quietly moving along. I, they might just be the best team in a bad division in this particular situation. And that's scary, given the fact that they won that division last year. So we'll see. But I, right now, I think they're probably the best team in the division, and uh, Jay Gruden is uh, just having himself a little bit of fun out there.
1: Jay Gruden, Ira? Uh, uh, Joe, you got to give Jay Gruden credit. Uh, you know, when when the Wolves were at his door, he stuck to his guns, and he showed faith in Kirk Cousins. And, and he got repaid very handsomely. Uh, yes, ironically, guys, uh, the moment of truth for Kirk Cousins, who does it come against? Your, your beloved Bucks. An incredible comeback, an incredible collapse, whichever way you want to look at it. That was the game. Guys, you like that, Cousins. Ira? <laughs> <laughs> Cousins walked in the <laughs> locker room. He saw all the Redskins reporters and he, and he chastised them, and good for him. uh. Jim, I can't share your confidence. I don't think the Redskins can sustain. Uh, Joe, maybe I say that because Bruce Allen's still with the organization. I can't get myself to uh, to support them. But um, I'm going to take a flyer, guys, on the Giants this year. I am. Uh, Eli Manning, very quietly, had a heck of a year last year uh, without Victor Cruz. Beckham's a stud. They spent a lot of money in the off-season to improve a defense. Um, Dak Prescott has not thrown an NFL pass. I'm not going to get too excited about him until he wins some games. Uh, and the Eagles are a disaster. So I'm going with the Giants, Big Blue. Uh, they got a new coach. And Joe, as good as Tom Coughlin was, and I think he's a borderline Hall of Fame coach, maybe he is a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, I thought it was time for a change in New York. Uh, I think they stopped listening to him, And uh, this is now Ben McAdoo's team, Joe. And um, I'm going to go with the New York Giants to win the division.
2: Well, um, as, as someone famous on TV would go, not so fast, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. The I like the Redskins in this division. Uh, I like the upward arc they are on right now. Um the uh Jay Gruden cemented his position uh with that team and you know they have a somewhat volatile ownership situation there. When he uh stood up to RG3, said, I don't want this guy uh forget starting, I don't want him uh, in my locker room. And he's gone. And he said, I want I can win with Kirk Cousins, and he did. And so now, yeah. You know, He's the man, and he's yep. got he's got this team in position to really do something strong. I don't see the Cowboys doing that much this year. Uh, everybody always talks about the Cowboys this and the Cowboys that. Get back to me when they actually do something, okay? You know, you um, and the Giants, to me, are, are a little bit too much of an unknown to take that flyer on, uh, even with a new coach, maybe especially with a new coach. So uh, I'll put my chips on the Redskins on this one.
0: Hey guys, I have a question for both of you. Is it time? Have we have we seen Tony Romo's um, last act, or is there something left in Tony Romo's um, career here? I mean, it's uh, it's been crazy to watch it. I mean, there, there's been some ups and downs and, and total wildness, but um, I don't know. I I, I just. I don't see a, I don't see a way where this is going to end well for him.
1: I think that's a fair question, Joe. That's a fair question. I don't see any kind of a grand, glorious final act, uh, to the Tony Romo career. He's been a good quarterback. He's been a good quarterback, but he now has very serious, lingering, chronic back issues. And, uh, Jim, you mentioned the back issues for, you know, pestering J.J. Uh, Watt. It's even worse when you're a quarterback and everybody else knows it. So uh, that's your target area. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are good enough. And Joe's right. They haven't done anything in two decades, really. Yet the mystique continues because, you know, Jerry Jones won't let it die. Give give Jones credit. He's a, he's a master showman. Um, what have they done? for twenty years. That's not a good defense, gentlemen. It is not very good. Uh they got no pass rush. Um and everybody's so focused on the quarterback they don't realize that the defense isn't very good. So Jim, fair question about Romo. Uh I think his glory days are done.
0: I, I, I completely I can't concur. agree with
2: you. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh, I just No, know. I just I was just Uh, adding an exclamation mark to what Ira said. I completely concur that, you know, people, people waiting for, for Romo. He missed most of last season. He's going to miss a big chunk of this season. Uh, He's in his thirties. He's, he is uh, way past his prime, I would say. And if Jerry Jones doesn't realize that and get serious about getting a real quarterback in there uh, in the future to, to take his place. Uh, I think he's delusional because uh, I'll, I will, as Ira would say, I'm going to make a bold and brash statement. I think the Cowboys will have a very high draft pick next year and they ought to be scouting quarterbacks right now.
0: Well, that was Joe Henderson speaking here <laughs> on the Sunshine Boys podcast and- Ira Kaufman. I'm Jim Williams. You are listening to our lovely little show here on SportsTalkFlorida.com and BlogTalkRadio.com. And guys, one more thing on the Cowboys, and then we'll move on. What do you have to do to get Jason Garrett out as as coach in Dallas? I mean, there have been. I, I mean, I love stability in franchises, and I don't mean to be firing Jason because he's a nice guy and. You know, God knows he's he's uh, he's a very interesting and, and talented person. But it, it clearly – I don't see what Jason brings to the table as a head football coach at this point. I I just really don't. Maybe I'm missing something. Ira, what do you think?
1: Uh, another fair question. Um, I thought he was done about three years ago. Uh, but Jerry's shown a lot of loyalty to Jason Garrett. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, on on uh, Jerry Jones's resume, and, and neither do you, uh, Jim, in terms of stability. No. Um, two years ago, Joe, when DeMarco Murray was running wild, and that was a heck of an offense because, let's face it, the strength of the Cowboys is, is that offensive line. It, it, it's exceptional, exceptional. Um, and, you know, they had Dez Bryant catching balls with Witten and DeMarco mm-hmm. Murray. That, that was a very difficult uh, offense to stop, and um, you know they had a heartbreaking playoff setback, and at that point, uh, you know optimism was was running wild, uh, you know at Valley Ranch. Uh, but things have changed markedly, and uh, Jim, your point's well taken. I, it, it's probably time for a change uh, at, at the top there in Dallas.
2: Well, I would go a step further. And I think the change. Can you spell the team. We were, bef, no, before we before we go looking uh, to replace Jason Garrett, how about Jerry Jones goes? You know what? We need to really overhaul our personnel department, and we need to bring in uh, the, whatever the modern day uh, equivalent of a Ron Wolf or, or someone like that would be. And let them rebuild this franchise from the, and stop worrying about being, you know, the, on the, on the cover of every magazine and, and, and being the, having that kind of star mentality that they do. And concentrate on winning football games because you, you know, if, if Jerry Jones were in, in New York, he would be obsessed with being on the back page of the tabloids every day. Am I right? He's obsessed yeah. with being on the front page of the Dallas Morning News. What do you Well and and, and he succeeds, but yep. that's not the way you win football games. And that's not the way you build a long term winner. Now they might you know, as Ira alluded, a couple of years ago with DeMarco Murray and, and Des Bryant and so on, yeah, they jumped up and they had a nice team. That's but they're where's the consistency? Where is a team that you like we look at like the Patriots every year, and we just go, oh, okay, we pencil them in for 12 wins. And I, where is that with the Cowboys? And I think when you say it starts at the top, I think it starts at the very top. I think it starts in the owners' and, box.
1: And Joe, you've said before, Joe, and you're right on. Uh, they haven't been the same since uh, Jerry ran off uh, Jimmy Johnson, Joe. That's a fact.
2: That is a
0: fact. Well the three of us know Jerry Johnson and or Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones. I I, yeah. I, know Jerry Johnson too, but not not the one we're talking about. Jerry Jones, you know, unless, I, don't, I just, I mean, I just don't see him doing it. I mean, I could be wrong. And maybe as he gets a little older, but I, I just, he loves that so much. I mean, that's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones likes being, you know, in the war room. Jerry Jones loves being on the, you know, in, the, in yeah. the booth knowing that, that that these are his guys. I mean, this is as much his persona as, as anything. I just, I, I see what you're saying, Joe. I agree wholeheartedly, but I just, man, with Jerry, I just don't know if he can do it.
2: Well, I don't, I don't think he can until he gets tired enough of losing and you you can only make so many excuses in the national football league and mm-hmm. You can say, "Well, we had injuries, or this didn't work out, or that didn't work out." Bottom line uh, is what Bill Parcells always said: "Your record is who you are," and um, that requires an honest, tough look in the mirror, in my opinion. And you know, with the resources they have and and the glamour that they have, they could be back on top uh, before long. You've got to establish a plan, be willing maybe to uh take some lumps along the way, but you build your team, and until you're willing to do that you're gonna this is what you get it's chaos, I understand it, but you know the the
0: problem is, and we all know that this is it's ego, I get it, but And it's money. If you look at it, in Forbes' list of the top professional franchises in sports, the Dallas Cowboys remain the top American team in sports in some places, you know, one year or another, they may be tied with the Yankees. But they're right there. So I'm I'm just – to me, I get it. You want to win football games, but Jerry's doing – that franchise he's built that franchise into such a a name that i just don't know if he can divorce himself from it uh to do what you're saying is the logical thing to do and that's hire a personnel person but we'll we'll see we'll we'll find out we will indeed all right let's go west as horace Greeley once said and um hey guess what you know i I, I forgot to tell you guys this What what was i thinking did you know the rams moved to los angeles i heard that
1: there you go
0: yeah. I mean, I, I called a friend the other day, and they said, you know, I was out the other day at the Coliseum, and you know what? There's a football game out there, and it wasn't SC playing. So Stan Kroenke, uh, public enemy number one in St. Louis, is now in uh, Los Angeles with a football team. What do you think, guys? Is uh, is, is it going to be fun to go back to L.A. and, uh, and have football, Rams football back in L.A.? He's
1: got Southern Cal all to himself, Joe. For the time being, uh, we'll see what happens with the Chargers and Raiders. Uh, but cronky I thought that was a long shot, guys. I, I thought it would be more natural for uh, for uh, the Raiders uh, or the Chargers to end up in, in L.A. And 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 here Cronkey did it beautifully. Uh, and by the way, speaking of Jerry Jones, I believe Jerry Jones was his uh, chief ally in, in yeah. that regard. Yeah, he had uh, Jones as fullbacking. Now, on the field, guys, the Rams have a very exciting defense. They got a guy named Aaron Donald, who's a defensive tackle. Joe, this guy might be better than McCoy. Uh, he's got a chance to be the next uh, Warren Sapp, in a way, if he develops. He's that good. Uh, he was a first-round pick, and uh, he's more than lived up to it. They got a nice defense. They just. They got no pizzazz, guys. They can't score any points. It's been a no, problem. And
2: it's a big problem and and Jared Goff, you know, it's he's not it doesn't look like he's going to be an impact player right off the bat. Um they That's gave true. a lot of money to uh, to Tavon Austin uh, to catch passes, but uh, I'm not sure that was worth the investment. But that is a very <laughs> that that is a real top-heavy division. Uh, with Seattle and Arizona and then you know you've got the Rams who are not a very good team at this point and the 49ers who are probably worse so that's a two-team race uh, you know flip a coin and pick them between Seattle and Arizona
1: and Jim you know Jim you asked that question about Jason Garrett's job security
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that that question comes up more often Uh, about this next guy than any coach in the NFL, and that's Jeff Fisher. Uh, Joe, what the heck has Jeff Fisher done, basically? Uh, He's a 500 coach. He got to the Super Bowl once. Um, You know, he's done nothing with the Rams, and yet year after year, there's Jeff Fisher on the sideline. Uh, What's going on with Jeff Fisher, uh, Jim?
0: (laughs) I think he has pictures of Roger Goodell. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> hey, I've never been a Fisher fan. I, I, I never saw, you know, in Tennessee, I couldn't figure it out. I i can't figure it out with the Rams. I mean, you know, you would think with with all of the, the opportunities to hire some of these good, you know, assistants, and, you know, there's been a number of them have gone on to greatness. I, I would have thought they'd have done something, but you know, Jeff is evidently one of those safe guys who, uh, when you want to hire a coach, you know, let me just go out and get Jeff, and uh, he's not going to embarrass us. He'll get us an eight and eight team, and maybe if we're lucky, uh, you know, he'll get us to the playoffs. But I don't know, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, for whatever reason, has a job seemingly every time uh, you know a coaching opening comes up, and he's out of a job. He 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 goes through the interview and. And ends up getting it. But uh, I'm like you, Ira. I don't, uh, I don't get it. I, I could be wrong and totally missing the point, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't instill a great deal of uh, confidence in me that, that, uh, that he's going to take the Rams or any other team uh, to the promised land anytime soon.
2: Well, you I, got I agree with what
0: you, go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
2: no I was just going to say, you've got a situation now where you've got a, a fairly um, bland coach. Is that a fair thing to say about Jeff Fisher? On um, a
0: good
2: day, yeah. On a good day, um, with a rather pedestrian record. And he has, as Ira said, all of Southern California basically to himself. Mm-hmm. So the spotlight is gonna be a little bit more intense in LA than it was in St. Louis. And if they limp it in this year at five and 11, uh, Jeff Fisher will probably be in the broadcast booth next year.
0: Hey, you know what? I want to ask you guys something real quick. I can't wait to see Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks go to LA and play in the in the Coliseum <laughs> against the Rams. I mean, that, that is a game I definitely would pay to see.
2: That will be fun.
0: Yeah, God, that that'll be that'll be wild. I wonder if Pete would ever leave Seahawks and go back to Los Angeles.
2: Well, that's a great question, and um, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it, mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't bet against it either. Um, here's the thing about those guys, though. Some some of those coaches are smart enough to know when they've got a great situation, mm-hmm. and he has Pete Carroll has a great situation in Seattle, and you know he's he's done the he's done the LA thing with with Southern Cal. Uh, he's, he's been around and he knows the ups and downs of the business. And right now he's got one of the better franchises in the league. So my advice uh, to Pete Carroll would be to ride that horse as as long as you can.
0: Probably wise to say that. Iron, what do you think about the team in the desert Cardinals?
1: I, I love their coach guys. I think Arians fabulous. Um, People forget about the job he did at Indy. Came in as a interim coach there and uh, you know, for Pagano and um uh, did a did a tremendous job. Um now, guys, having said that, and they got a lot of talent, uh Carson Palmer has seen his better days. I mean Arian is Arian's is a great quarterback guru, guys. He is. But my my image of Carson Palmer is that final game against Carolina? Um, he looked awful. Worse, he looked old, and he's not getting any younger. So, Arians is going to milk everything he can at Arizona. The Bucks go there in week two. Nobody, nobody expects the Bucks to be competitive in that game. Um, but I'm not betting against Bruce Arians. But they better start grooming themselves a young quarterback because. Palmer's been healthy, and I don't think you can count on that.
2: Well, there's another guy, uh, Romo Esk, who's been beat up a lot. And uh, Carson Palmer's had some serious, serious injuries that he's overcome. Um, I know last year he thought uh, that this was the team that was going to get him to the Super Bowl. Didn't work out that way. Carolina had other ideas that day, just pummeled them. Uh, That was... To me, one of the big surprises of the playoffs was how badly uh, Carolina beat Arizona that day. But uh, I still think he's got some juice left in the tank. I, I really do. And so the, I, if you're Arizona, you kind of look at the Carson Palmer situation, you look at everything around you, you look at a division that really only has one stout, one other stout team in it, obviously, Seattle. And I think you push all chips into the middle of the table and say well, we're going for it. And they could be uh, it, it, Super Bowl. They could be in the Super Bowl. I mean, they're, I think they're that good.
0: Well, I, I look. I I like the uh, Cardinals. I think that they may have a slight edge over Russell Wilson and the. Um, And the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, I I do agree with both of you that it really is a two-team race, and we'll see. I'm going to I will go with you, Joe and and Ira, on the Cardinals, and we'll see how all that uh, works out. So it's time to pile in the car, boys, and um, take I-10 east back to the NFC South, and um, we've saved the best, or at least we've saved the most interesting, to our listeners for last, and. uh, well, in that
2: way, we we missed the north. Oh, we
0: did miss yes. The north. We did oh, wait. We did. Let me. Uh, let me. Uh, course. Let me punch <laughs> it into the punch it into the um, GPS, and we'll go north. I'm sorry, north. That's all right. Yes, of course. We'll
2: we'll, we'll we'll do an abbreviated version on that one. Green yeah, Bay. Okay, apologize. now we can talk about the south. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's. I was going <laughs>
2: to. This, this will not take. This will not take long. It's a short conversation.
0: Um,
1: well done, Anderson. Right. Uh, you know, look, the Bears and the Lions, Joe, they're, they're bad teams, bad. Yeah, um, yeah, The Vikings are not bad, uh, and they still got Adrian Peterson, and they got a good young defense, Joe, that nobody talks about. They got good young players on that defense. Mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer's not a bad, not, Mike Zimmer's not a bad coach, Joe. You're very familiar well, with them from his, yep. from his Bengal days. Um, and that was not a quarterback-driven team. But of course, the uh, you know the injury to Bridgewater hurts. Of course, it does. Uh, I thought they panicked, giving up a first-round pick for Bradford. I didn't think it was necessary. Um, I thought Sean Hill could have got them to nine wins and, uh, and the fringe of a playoff spot. But Joe's right. Uh, if Green Bay doesn't win that division, there ought to be an investigation.
2: Well, if if Green Bay doesn't win, it'll mean Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and you know you well. can't. You can't forecast that, but Green Bay is the class. All right, we move to the south, right? Right. Yeah, let's move there south.
0: <laughs> I, it was funny because whenever I started, I, I must have, I think because of the the first years of the Buccaneers and being so cold in Detroit and so cold in in Chicago that it, I just kind of put that entire north division out of my mind. So <laughs> there you go. anyway, uh, all right. Thanks. For, good get, Joe. I appreciate that. Um uh, no now and now for those paying attention, let's now go south and uh, we can talk about what's going on in uh, all of those wonderful stops along the way from Carolina to Atlanta to over to New Orleans and down to Tampa Bay. So we got uh we got what many people think is the best team in football in the Carolina Panthers in division. Can the can anybody challenge these boys?
1: Well, Joe, uh this is why this is why the Bucks opener is so intriguing. Uh, they've been in the division basement five years in a row, and here's a chance to go into Atlanta and prove that you're you're better than the Falcons and, and a team like the Saints. I don't think they're very good, Atlanta uh, or New Orleans, especially on the defensive side. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad thing for the Bucks to move up. I'm not asking them to catch Carolina, although I think. The Panthers will go back. Joe, you can't expect a team to go 15-1 and one again. Uh, they got an MVP quarterback, and they got a ferocious front seven on defense. They lost uh, Josh Norman. He took his talent and his swagger, uh, so he's gone. Uh, but, you know, Ron Rivera is a sneaky good coach, Joe. He's good. He doesn't panic. Uh, he's another guy who was on the hot seat about three or four years ago he survived Jerry uh you know Richardson showed patience in Ron Rivera Jim and it's paid off in a big way so the Panthers are not going 15 and one but even in a bad year Joe they're going to win 10 or 11 games uh that defense is that good um they got Kelvin Benjamin back that's going to help Newton even more uh and the Bucks, I think, will be a little bit better, and I think they're uh, they're a year away. The Bucks, Joe.
2: Uh, I, I would agree with that. I uh, I think the Bucks, they better be improved. Five years in a row in the cellar. Are you kidding me? Uh, that's supposed <laughs> to be impossible in the modern NFL, but they've done it. Right. And right. but uh, you know, you're talking about Carolina. You look at them. You start off by penciling in a minimum. Of five wins in the division.
1: <laughs>
2: Am I wrong? Uh, that's a pretty good base to build from. And um, as to who's going to rise up and challenge him, uh, Bucks may be as good of, uh, a candidate as any uh, if Jameis Winston continues to improve and if Doug Martin wasn't just playing for a contract last year, but but really can can uh, carry on what he's done. Don't don't like the receivers uh, overall as a group. Uh, Mike Evans is is a is a talent. Obviously had problems dropping the ball last year. Vincent Jackson's a class act uh on and off the field, but he's how old is he now? 33 30 you know,
1: 33.
2: 33 and was hurt a lot last year. It's a pretty uninspiring group there. Tight ends are, you know, pedestrian um it's an it's an offense that uh had better be better than it looks on paper if they're going to have a chance i do think they've upgraded their defense substantially i love the idea of bringing mike smith in as the new coordinator i think that's going to really help um but Dirk cutter's forte is offense and the bucks were competitive last year on offense, surprisingly good offensive line, but uh they need to take uh, another step forward in that regard if this team has a hope of challenging for a wild card spot.
0: Okay, Ira, question for you, sir. And that is I know a lot of people are out there wondering who are some of the players that you're going to be watching this year that you think might surprise some people out there?
1: You're talking about Bucks, Jim, or or? No, no talking general? about the
0: league. The league in general. Sorry, I should have been more specific. My bad.
1: All right, I, I've got a guy, and, and, and Buck fans are not going to want to hear this. Uh, Joe, you remember that Super Bowl game against Denver? Now, what people don't realize is Carolina's defense played about as well as Denver's did in that game. Don't don't dare blame that loss on the Panther defense. Uh too many turnovers. Uh hurt Carolina that day and there was a defensive lineman who's very young named Coney Ely. Nobody ever heard of this guy till Super Bowl Sunday. He he dropped Manning three times that night. Uh and as if the Panthers needed another star in their front seven. With keekley, Thomas Davis, all these other guys, uh, Coney Ely guys could emerge this season uh, as a Pro Bowl defensive lineman, and if that happens, uh, a very good defense just got a lot better.
0: Cool. Yo, anybody you're looking at, thinking that uh, this could be something interesting could happen with? Uh,
2: well, the. The guy I'm watching, uh, and and I know I just uh, mocked the Cowboys um, for, the, for their overall foibles, but Ezekiel Elliott is is going to be uh, really under the microscope even more because of the of the Cowboys quarterback situation. He's going to have to be able to run the ball for them to have a chance, and uh, he's going to get his opportunity. He's going to get his reps. And running behind, as as Ira noted, maybe you know, certainly one of the better offensive lines in football, gives him a chance to be a breakout guy. And if he if he can be a, a twelve to fourteen hundred yard guy this year, um, that would uh, that would make Cowboy fans very happy.
1: And take a lot of pressure off a rookie quarterback, Joe.
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to go personally with somebody who is already in the league and has already established himself as, with a name anyway, but I, I'm i going to go with Kirk Cousins with the Redskins. And I'm going to say that he and Jay Gruden, um, that he's going to have a, an outstanding year and that, uh, that Mr. Snyder is going to have to open the piggy bank and, and, uh, and pay him big time uh, on his contract. I think that this is going to be a, a breakout year for, for Kirk Cousins. So that would be my guy.
1: A lot of money on the table, Jim. A lot of money on
0: the table. Absolutely. Let's let's see if he um, let's see if he can go out there and grab it while it's there. Okay. So let's do something that everybody does at this time of the year, and then everybody swears to God they never said it. And that is, who's going to play in the Super Bowl? Who wants
2: first shot at this one?
1: I'll take it, uh, Rod.
2: No, uh, I, I I tabbed you first. Go ahead.
1: All right. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Okay. Um, because I think Russell Wilson is exceptional. They still have that defense. And a guy nobody talks about in Seattle because he hasn't emerged as a Seahawk is Jimmy Graham, the tight end who uh, yeah. was a fabulous fabulous player in New Orleans Tremendous red zone threat. He he ruptured his patella in November. Might not be ready for week one, but he'll be back by midseason. And if if he uh, can recapture his old form, I I like Seattle. Uh, And you know what? Joe, you better be sitting down because Marvin's going to win a playoff game. And once he wins that first one, he's going to win another one. The Cincinnati Bengals, with all that talent, are going to get over the hurdle and face the Seahawks in Houston, February fifth.
2: Okay. I I I need a moment.
0: <laughs> All right. You want me to go so you can? just bask <laughs> I, I in to, what I, I just
2: said? I have to absorb that. Um, right.
1: Joe's going to return the favor, and, and now he's got he's compelled to pick the Chiefs compelled. <laughs> uh no,
2: not likely, but uh right. no, I like the uh I like the Seahawks uh as well. Um questions about Carson Palmer uh to me are the difference. Um but uh Seahawks and I'm going to go uh with an old reliable pick. They New England Patriots.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh, you can't get past Foxborough, Jimmy.
0: You can't do uh, it. No, no, no. No matter how you go, I um, I think I'm going to go with Carolina to go back to the Super Bowl. And this time they will face. I'm going yeah, to go past, since Joe went to, to Foxborough, I'm going to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a good year with Le'Veon Bell, and um, I think that it'll be the Steelers and Carolina in the Super Bowl. So, you are
1: bullish on Pittsburgh, Jim. You are bullish.
0: Well, my uh, my mother, who sings in a church choir in western Pennsylvania, wears a – under her – under on Sunday, under her choir robe, wears a Heinz Ward jersey. So – in honor of my mother and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh I will I will go with the Steelers and the Carolina Panthers. Uh in now. You know, uh
1: Jim, in the next year or two, it might be next year, but in the next year or two, Heinz Ward is gonna come up as a viable Hall of Fame candidate, and before anybody dismisses Heinz Ward, Joe, you'll back me up on this. He was an exceptionally well-rounded receiver who I think in some ways epitomized the toughness of that franchise.
2: Um, Yeah, no question about it. Um, But, uh, you know, there are so many variables at this time of year that Mm -hmm. picking – it's funny we all do pick these teams right because that's what we're supposed to do and it's fun and and we'll all be confronted with these later you know when the bucks make their charge to the super bowl and they'll say nobody believed us but uh and they would be right and they would be right but here's the thing you know last year everybody was talking about dallas 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 Mm -hmm. dallas and then tony romo goes out and gets hurt des bryant goes out and gets hurt and You know, they're nothing. Injuries are everything in the NFL. So, you know, keep your eyes open this week. Somebody big always goes down the first week, and that'll alter uh, the whole playoff picture.
0: Usually does. Yep. Well, gentlemen, we've come to the end of this wonderful NFL preview show on the Sunshine Boys podcast, uh, heard on sportstalkflorida.com and blogtalkradio.com with Ira Hoffman and Joe Henderson I'm Jim Williams your host and uh, real quick Ira's got a a great story uh, that you've got to read uh, at Sports Talk Florida as he always does as does Joe Henderson come to sportstalkflorida.com and read their work it's outstanding and guys uh, some quick final thoughts in social media Ira go ahead final thoughts and give them a social media
1: all right Jim uh after the Bucks, uh open with a victory at the Georgia Dome, you can find me on Twitter at iKaufman76.
0: Cool. And Mr. Henderson.
2: Well, uh, after the Bengals begin what Ira says will be their relentless march to the Super Bowl, and Marvin Lewis takes his place uh, along the side of the great coaches in the game. I'll be happy to tweet that out at the initial J. Henderson, Tampa.
0: Well, as the Lombardi Trophy returns to Pittsburgh for the sixth (laughs) time, I will be tweeting that out from NTFLA underscore politics. That's NTFLA underscore politics. I'm Jim Williams, the eternal optimist of the um, the Pittsburgh uh, franchise. Anyway, it's been fun, guys, here on the Sunshine Boys podcast. Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson, I'm Jim Williams. Join us next time, and we hope you have a enjoyable first week, no matter who you root for in the National Football League. See you next time.